Fabulous Friends fans and superstars, and welcome to your horoscope for the week of April 23rd, 2023. I am your astrologer, Maria Shaw. Thank you for being here. It is a remarkable astrological week, without a doubt. Big moves happening in the sky now, and this is a very special time. May 2023 is set to be the most important month of the year. That is when big shifts of energy are set to take place and a lot of big planets are going to make themselves known as part of our individual and collective larger journeys. However, in many ways, we are going to start to feel that heightened sense of needing a shift, needing a breakthrough now. There's a lot of vulnerability in the air for a lot of us, especially right around the middle of the week. But thankfully, throughout this week, we've got tools. That's what happens when you've got a lot of sextiles. And so sextiles are a type of celestial conversation that takes place between two planets. And it is considered an easy aspect or harmonious aspect. However, it's not necessarily the kind of energy that'll have you just kicking back and relaxing and trusting, but rather it's about identifying where things can improve if you integrate the two energies that the planets represent. And by doing that, you're able to cultivate a better set of circumstances for yourself and therefore feel more in control of your blessings. There are some astrologers who think that sextiles are actually, because of that sense of our willingness to take action in support of the changes that we want, can actually end up being more fortunate than trines, which are often thought of as supremely harmonious conversations that take place between planets. And so this week, you could call it uh, sextile city. <laughs> you can call it that because there's a lot of sextiles at play. However, the dominant energy now consists of a few factors. So one is that we are in a period between eclipses where the veils between the worlds are especially thin. And this is where it becomes a little easier, especially with a little intention, to be able to recognize what larger spiritual messages are playing out for us. Again, in our individual lives, but also as part of the collective as well. Eclipses always seek to align us with a higher, more loving vision for our life, especially where that eclipse takes place, depending on sign or in our own personal chart. That speaks volumes to how it is that we're growing and changing, but also whether that change involves what it is that's coming to a close that is the blessing or what's new that's coming in. We're finding that right balance right now. Last week, we had a solar eclipse. It was quite intense. I know a lot of people were sharing with me on social media that they felt that intensity, but they also felt a shift. They felt a release and relief as well. And as much as I'd like to tell you that that's awesome and that's great and it's smooth sailing, and look, a lot of what smooth sailing means is our own attitude. However, I gotta say, Next week, we've got another very powerful eclipse set to take place. It is a lunar eclipse in the sign of Scorpio, and it's opposite Uranus. So if you are and understand astrology speak at all, you know right away that we've got some intense energies that we will feel building more and more as we navigate later in the week and into next week as well. 
And even though I'll speak much more specifically about the lunar eclipse next week, I did want to mention it now because its energies are going to start to make themselves known with a week like this. That energy coming up is of big breakthroughs and surprises, if not shocks. The energy this week is as if there's frustration, but I feel there's also a sense of us being forced to look at our stuff, especially the stuff that we don't want to look at, those things deep within us that we hold, that maybe we don't always appreciate how it is that they're coloring our lens, our world, and the way in which we understand our interactions with the world. It is triggering. I want to be straightforward with you. Periods between eclipses can be that way. But also, given that the big celestial moment for this week is a square between Mars in Cancer and Chiron in Aries, that perfects on Thursday. And that energy is so important, massively important, because that is us needing to confront where it is that we have felt wounded in the past, but also where it is that perhaps those wounds are no longer serving us, where it is now that we are feeling motivated to transform those wounds into strength. We're going to need this energy. We're going to need these lessons, strongly so, because we're preparing to enter a very powerful sky. In fact, we're already there again, period between eclipses, but Next week, not only do we have an eclipse in Scorpio, opposite the planet of shock and awe, <laughs> Uranus, already intense energy, just the fact that it's a Scorpio lunar eclipse, but we're also going to have Pluto station retrograde. So Plutonian energy is very high as we move to the end of this week. It is Mars that is the ancient ruling planet of Scorpio. It is sometimes conceptualized as deeply connected to Pluto. Pluto has been conceptualized as the higher vibration of Mars. So they have this intimate connection. And having Mars in a sign like Cancer, where the ancients believed this was where Mars had to work especially hard. Uh, you may remember if you attended the class, uh, the watch party, with Stephen Forrest's class on grace and debility. Um, I'll be sure to link that below. You can check that out at synchronicityuniversity.com and get that download. But that's where he goes through in that talk how planets in certain signs that the ancients conceptualized as weak in those signs actually can grant us a lot of grace, a lot of ability, a lot of awareness, an increase of consciousness as we are encouraged to look at this energy and how we're going to use it rather than to just be on automatic and see where the energy takes us. And so Mars in Cancer needs to work that much harder to access its higher vibration, but that is the call of Mars in Cancer. The higher vibration of Mars in Cancer um, has to do with understanding ourselves, our responses from where they arise, the very deep places within us in our childhood and our past, and as those emotions, that impetus, that reaction, that impulse rises, what are we going to do with it? How are we going to direct it from a place of self-knowledge? Because simply having a stimulus and response 
that's being on automatic. The lower vibration of Mars, when someone isn't necessarily ready to consciously engage the energy of self-knowledge and then choosing your reactions, well, in that space, this can represent an energy of frustration, an energy of heightened responses that are impulsive, if not angry. That is a tremendous amount of power, but it has to be used in order to count for something. Remember, as I love to talk about the ideas of Ibn Arabi, he was a Sufi mystic who lived about 850 years ago, um, and he was an astrologer as well. He said that the chart is perfect. The sky is perfect. It is whatever it is that you need it to be so that you can do all the things that you were created to do in a higher, more loving vision for your life. We can't always know in the moment as part of the mystery. And sometimes, if we're lucky, we get a glimpse. We just get a glimpse into understanding how to engage a certain energy in a given moment. That's true for the individual, but it's also true for the collective as well with the transits that we share. The moment that we find ourselves in, the moment that we are all part of and co-creating together. And so at this point in our collective journey, we are being invited to understand personal power, but we're also invited to understand our own impulses and to choose our reactions consciously. But here's the thing, that Mars is square Chiron. Chiron and Mars have a very important mythology to them some high points of understanding the story of Mars slash Aries. He was called Aries uh, in ancient Greece. He became Mars in Roman times. Um, and his connection to Chiron is to understand that Chiron was the teacher of the gods and Aries was being very impulsive and was shooting arrows all over the place. One of those arrows hit Chiron in the thigh and led him to have incredible pain. And the gods took pity on him and turned him into a constellation, thereby making him immortal. An interesting side note is that previously, Chiron was already immortal. However, he wanted to help Prometheus out because Prometheus had gone against the will of Zeus, given fire to human beings. Uh, Zeus didn't like that. Zeus strapped him to a mountain. And from there... Every day an eagle would come, would eat the liver of Prometheus, and then every night that liver would grow back, and the next day that bird was back eating that liver. So after many, many days of Prometheus being in so much pain, it was actually Chiron that served as a conduit going to Zeus, going to the gods and saying, you know, hey, let him catch a break already. And as part of that, that he did for Prometheus, and as part of what he'd already done, being a teacher of the gods, that was part of why the gods took pity on Chiron. And he was able to change and transform the thing that hurt him most into his immortality, the thing that ended up making him most spectacular. 
Now, another interesting consideration with Chiron is that his great-grandson is Achilles. Achilles is a name that a lot of us are familiar with because of what's called the Achilles heel. It's referenced a spot that is on the heel that is vulnerable. So Achilles was this amazing warrior, brave, strong, undefeatable, other than the fact that he had this little spot the back of his heel, that if that spot received an arrow, he was down, he was out. I remember many years ago, like way back in the day, I don't know how you really found your way towards astrology. We all have a story, especially those of us who become professional astrologers. Uh, I know I read a lot about sun signs throughout my teens, but it was when I was 19 and my aunt gifted me a computer printout of my chart and the explanation. So it was a computer generated report. And when I read this report, I was like blown away because it was me. <laughs> I just felt like I was reading who I am. And that just fascinated me with charts. And that was the beginning of a very important journey that's brought me here today. I remember in this chart going way back, I didn't even have an author listed on it. Uh, but they called Saturn our Achilles heel. I always remembered that. I think that's interesting. It's an intriguing way to consider Saturn, that place where we are vulnerable, certainly. However, if you consider that in mythology, when we look at who's the kid, who's the grandkid, who's the great-grandkid, it goes back to source. That great-grandchild Achilles holds some quality of his great-grandfather, Chiron. And a part of that is this balance between instinct and wisdom that Chiron embodies. Okay, so now going back, as I told you three myths there about Chiron, let's go back to the original myth that I started with between Mars and Chiron. Mars, now, today, is moving towards a square that will perfect with Chiron. Squares are conversations that are frustrating, that denote tension, but also activity. Because we feel like we got to do something, this has got to change, that we can't wait anymore for this to change. Because of that feeling, we take action and our circumstances improve. We don't always realize, we're not close enough to appreciate that things are getting better. Sometimes we think that we are stagnant and we're fighting and we're trying, and yet we're making tremendous progress. That's the kind of energy we have right now. The moments of grace being granted are thanks to the fact that we are in a period between eclipses. So we're able to recognize the spiritual lessons that are playing out. But that square in and of itself, it is as if it is saying, look at your wounds. If you want to own your power, and even if you don't even want to, if you don't want to consider it, for some of us out there, it may feel like there really isn't a choice. We must look at those things that are within us that we have thought might never heal. Now here is an opportunity to finally look at it and to claim our power within it. That is the gift of this time, but that's also part of the preparation of a massive month 
that is coming up right around the corner. So again, we're going to start the month on the 1st with Pluto Station Retro. This is the first time that Pluto is going retro uh, in a sign of Aquarius as part of the fact that we're at the very beginning of a 20-year journey. So this is our first taste of the station retrograde. And it is when a planet is stationed, as Pluto will be as we move to the end of this week, that its energy is felt most powerfully. A lot will be stirring within a lot of us. And then next week, we also have that very powerful lunar eclipse in Scorpio across the sky from Uranus. But as we navigate to the middle of May, we are going to have what is called the Grand Fixed Cross. Big planets in fixed signs are going to square off, creating a larger configuration. There is a T-square. That's going to be the main planetary energy with Pluto at zero Aquarius, Jupiter at zero Taurus, and Mars at zero Leo. Fixed signs playing out here. They hold a season. They're in the middle of a season. But once you throw in the nodes of the moon as well, there you've got all four of the fixed signs lit up as part of this larger configuration. With the north node in Taurus, right there with Jupiter, and we'll also have the south node in Scorpio as well. So you can see here we're building towards this big moment that is going to show us some truths about all of these signs being lit up, where it is that we as a world, as a collective, are being stubborn, and where it is that that's no longer working for us, where it is that perhaps we haven't wanted to change or accept that we are in brand new territory now, really that brand new territory we stepped into that much more once Pluto entered Aquarius, but as we navigate further and further towards the end of the week and into next week, we are going to feel these very big energies building. So you know I love the big picture perspective. I love taking that very sweeping view to help us to understand where we are right now as part of a much larger trend because as much as our own experience and immediate lives are meaningful to us, there's also a sense that there's something more. There's something bigger. It's how we are growing and changing as a collective and how humanity itself is evolving. And I think that helps us to give meaning to what might feel challenging in a moment, knowing that the work we do in that moment is going to contribute to a larger love and a larger wisdom that we will benefit from, but all of humanity Will benefit from not only now but also as part of the larger trajectory for all humans out there. And so normally Neptune is associated with tears and crying and that sense of cleansing that comes from that activity. But Chiron is a different type of tears. Um, it's where through acknowledging the depth of emotion we are able to touch on something very deep and move through it and thereby move beyond it. And so if you are like me, if you are a sensitive soul, as I certainly am, chances are midweek, there's going to be very strong emotion stirring. If you know your chart, 
Well, you may want to consider what is playing out in your chart right around 17 degrees, uh, give or take up to three degrees on either side. Uh, that is because those are the degrees being activated here by this very powerful energy. But here's the thing, we've got Sextile City, right? We have Sextile City playing out, which means that we will have tools to learn, to grow, to empower ourselves and move through this moment. Mars is very well supported this week. As we begin the week, Mercury's retrograde. And if you think back, last week Mercury went retro, but before then I was talking to you about how uh, Mercury in shadow was connecting with Mars, but slowing down. So basically would be hanging out in harmonious conversation with Mars for an extended period of time. Well, now is the second exact connection between Mercury and Mars. And so this to me is very empowering. It's about enthusiasm. Uh, it's about excitement and understanding the action that we can take to create positive, practical changes in our lives with that Mercury retrograde in the sign of Taurus. Now, another saving grace kind of energy is going to happen on Wednesday. This is Saturn sextile the sun. And I actually think this energy is going to help us so much because this is about maturity, being aware of the long-term consequences of whatever it is that we choose to do right now. And it's about behaving from a place that allows us to look at ourselves with a sense of self-respect. You know, as they say, in order to live with ourselves, to look at ourselves and be at peace with ourselves, there are certain behaviors that support that. You can't do anything about the past and what choices you made before or what choices were made for you. But you can today decide that you are going to behave and act in a way that at least helps you to stay connected to a sense of truth and integrity within yourself. And that is the invitation here to make that choice, to move towards something that feels more stable and secure, even if that something is within us. And yes, it might also benefit our lives in very practical and real ways. It is also on Wednesday that Venus will sextile Chiron. So isn't this fascinating? Venus and Gemini will sextile Chiron. And right after that on Thursday, that Mars square kicks in. We'll be feeling these energies uh, simultaneously. So Venus in Gemini is about speaking words of heart. It's about communicating what it is that we consider lovable within ourselves and what it is that we hope to enjoy in our lives. There's a sense of bringing love to those vulnerable places that Chiron represents. And this can also be wonderful energy of new ideas or a conversation that shifts our energy in important ways, or at least gets us started on the breakthrough energy that is with us throughout this week and the weeks ahead. Once we get further into the week on Saturday, uh, that is when some magic really starts to kick in because Mars, again in Cancer, will speak in harmony, will sextile Uranus. I love this energy. I really love harmonious Uranian aspects anyways. I feel like they are an opportunity 
for change to happen quickly that leaps us into the future. And they're also an opportunity to understand what it means to be authentically ourselves and authentic to ourselves as well. And so that's part of the opportunity being offered to us here, a sense of insight into how we're going to use that very valuable Mars in Cancer to cultivate self-knowledge and to act from that place of self-knowledge with intention rather than behave unconsciously, responding, reacting from a place within of our wounding. We're going to see the contrast play out. We're going to see in our own lives, and again, as part of the collective as well, what is the difference from one mode of response and using Mars and Cancer energy and the other extreme, the other mode of response, unconsciousness versus intentionality. Operating from wounds versus operating from a sense of some higher direction, some more authentic spirit within us that is true to ourselves. And when we have people true to themselves, the truth about who we are is loving, is wise. People who have a hard time being true to themselves, they tend to be the people who create more pain, more chaos in the lives of others. That's more at ease than having to address the fact that that disconnect, the loss of self-respect that comes from when you are not living true to you. If you're coming at the world from a place of love, and if you have the intention that that love will lead you to cultivate greater wisdom from that space, we can't help but bring forward the very best of who we are now, but more importantly, whom it is that we most desire to be in a higher, more loving vision for our life. What I love about this week for us, there's so much here. It's a powerful and meaningful astrological moments. You know, now and for the coming weeks, I'm going to be telling you May is a massively important month. It is a month when so much can change for us collectively, but individually as well. Whatever might be happening now with Mercury retrograde, like for example, whatever's happening in politics, just know that whatever it looks like right now, it'll end up being something very different once Mercury goes direct. Um, the news that we're getting as well, there'll be a lot more clarity once Mercury goes direct, but consider that it's under the light of the grand fixed cross that Mercury will station, stand still in the sky and go forward. That is a powerful symbolism. There's all kinds of energies of transformation on offer right now, and we'll only feel them building. Set the intention to recognize the spiritual lessons playing out for you. The way in which we understand and integrate our spiritual learning is through emotion. It's wonderful. We have this part of us that can think a thing and visualize and manifest. It's wonderful. That's one part of being a human being. Another part of being a human being is having strong emotions and from there feeling and experiencing life more and making the choice to learn through our experience is the surest way to grow spiritually. It's what it means to pack several lifetimes into one lifetime. In fact, they say that the sensitive souls 
uh, those that feel things more intensely. Yes, there may be moments of sadness, but it means that you will experience joy and happiness in higher levels as well. But not just that, when it is that you're willing to engage your emotions as a pathway towards spiritual learning, you start to see the wisdom in those things that you might have cursed, you might have wished were different or weren't there. Ah, I wish I didn't feel this. I wish this wasn't like this. Uh, I wish this thing in my past wasn't still a part of this moment, wasn't showing up right now. But you can only transcend that pain from the past if you're willing to acknowledge it as such, rather than tell yourself that it doesn't exist. Taking ownership for all of our experiences that we went through allows us to take those experiences and in some way be better. It's part of the perfection of life. As Ibn Arabi said, even that square in your chart that you hate, those things that you wish were different in your natal chart, oh look, even that is part of a higher, more loving vision for our lives. We are in a period between eclipses. The veils between the worlds are especially thin. And as part of the mystery and the perfection of this moment, you just might get a glimpse into what that higher, more loving vision could be for you. Well, thank you so much for watching. What do you love about this week? Let me know in the comments below. I love reading you guys. And to prove it to you, here are some of my most recent favorite comments. Thank you to everybody who likes, who comments, who subscribes, who shares, who thumbs up. All of it means so much. I'm so grateful for you. And of course, if you want to know how all this wonderful stuff this week speaks to you and your sign, log on to NadiaShawSuperstars.com where you get expanded, exclusive video scopes each and every week for as low as just $3 a month with Choose Your Membership Rate. Now, higher tiers get you things like all access passes to Synchronicity University events, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the superstar space at NadiaShawSuperstars.com. Links are in the description below. Synchronicity University presents some absolutely incredible programs that are coming up and you literally have days, about a week left to choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class, an unheard of rate to learn from this caliber of astrologer that I'm so proud to present to you. And we're going to start with my amazing friend, Ursula Stockter. She previously taught a class called Jung and Tarot. Students loved that class. Now she's coming back for a class on Jung and astrology. And for a very limited time, just a few days, you can choose your tuition rate uh, for live classes and the download, whether or not you join us live. A five-part course on Jungian understandings of astrology and how to look at a chart from that Jungian perspective. Her previous class, Jung and Tarot, if you didn't get a chance to sign up for it back then, last year, well, now, actually, Ursula has been nice enough to offer it to us for that same chooser tuition rate for a very limited time. Again, that too is only on offer for a few more days. And my very exciting news, I'm so delighted that at Synchronicity University, we're going to have our very first Spanish language course. It is going to be Ursula's course, uh, Jung and Astrology, but taught in Spanish. So whether it's for you, whether it is for your uh, friends and family and people who are learning Spanish, like I still am after 10 years, or anybody else, uh, you can sign up as well 
for the Spanish version of this course, get other people to join as well. This is an incredible moment for me. It's like an experiment really to have the very first Spanish language course out there. I hope you absolutely love it. So it's Jung y Astrología or Jung and Astrology in English. Both courses are on offer now at synchronicityuniversity.com. Both courses are choose your tuition rate for just a few more days, literal days. The time to sign up is right now. Links are in the description below. Synchronicity University presents me. I am coming back to Synchronicity University after a year away, and I'm so enthusiastic about this course. I hope that you will join me. It is called Back to Our Roots, and it is based on my first book, Astrology Realized. It remains one of my most popular books of the five books that have been published. Um, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to read a birth chart. If you already know how to read a birth chart, this will be a wonderful refresher or a whole other perspective. So the classes are going to be based on that book. And yet, if you want the book or you have the book, great. If not, that's okay too. You'll be able to benefit from this class. Choose Your Tuition Rate is on for just a few days left. And so please join me. I would love to have you. I think it's going to be fun and lively and engaging. And we're also going to focus on signs planets, houses, and have you looking at and understanding your birth chart in a whole new way, in a brand new perspective. But also for those of you who don't really know your chart, maybe you just know your moon sign and your rising sign, your sun sign. This class will give you a depth of appreciation and nuance into yourself as a tool of self-knowledge and growth that you will carry forward from here, possibly for the rest of your life. And so I hope you enjoy it. I hope you'll join us. Choose Your Tuition Rate is on for just a few more days at synchronicityuniversity.com. Links are in the description below. Synchronicity University presents an incredible speaker series this May. You've got a few days left to choose your tuition rate. It's always just $5 a class. I'm so incredibly proud of the speaker series. I got to tell you, I feel like that really is the highlight and me living the mission of Synchronicity University, uh, which is to put big dogs and up and coming big dogs on the same playing field as part of the same series. I love that I get to introduce you to astrologers that maybe you aren't as familiar with. So you can see how much incredible talent is out there. I love celebrating other people. Like that's just part of who I am. And I've been celebrating other people on my channel for so long. And now for the last couple of years with my school, all of it feels like I am living mission, living passion with you. And so, yes, this speaker series is wonderful. Our big dog for this series is Melissa Sanova. Melissa Sanova, she has two of our very popular courses that she taught in the past based on her best-selling books, Kitchen Table Tarot and Kitchen Table Magic. And Melissa has been kind enough to allow us to sell those courses to you at Choose Your Tuition Rate as well. Again, you've got about a week left to purchase her classes at synchronicityuniversity.com. And while you're there, yes, sign up for the speaker series because she will be teaching about all those things that you do to prepare and bring you to the moment of a tarot reading. So she'll teach you about stones and clearing your space and all those different things, choosing your deck, 
that we love to do, especially when it is that we love to learn about and participate in a divinatory moment for others. My dear friend, Franco Soulbody will be here back at Synchronicity University. Now, Franco is going to be looking at the chart of somebody who's disturbing, I know, and yet this is a powerful opportunity to understand the different ways in which we choose to bring forward our charts. He's going to be looking at Charles Manson's chart. I attended this very talk many years ago at the SOTA conference, a conference that was put on by the late, great Donna Van Toen. And back then it was so insightful and intriguing and he has so much more to add to it now. So I hope that you'll join him. Helene Ceriso is so loving, so brilliant. And this is a course that I know a lot of us are looking forward to. She's going to be teaching on Venus retrograde that's coming up very soon. Venus is going to go into shadow uh, on the 20th of June. We'll go retrograde July 23. We'll go direct in the first days of September, leave shadow the first days of October. So this is a huge celestial event that's going to characterize 2023 for many of us out there. And she's going to talk all about it and help you to understand what it means for you in your sign, in your chart. Natalie Levin made such a splash when I interviewed her and published that interview here on my YouTube channel. She is so loving, so compassionate, so open, so in the moment and going with the flow. I loved talking to her and I know you're going to love learning from her as she talks about approaching client moments with compassion. So how important it is for you to reflect on readings that you might have had in the past to see them more compassionately, but also readings that you might do in the present and the future and how to approach them with greater kindness as well. And Dustin Cormier, my fellow Canadian. Now, Dustin very clearly is a future superstar in astrology. He's well on his way. I don't think it'll be too long at all before everybody in astrology knows him. He's intellectual. He's insightful. He's brilliant. And he is a tropical Vedic astrologer. He explains what that is in the interview that I did with him here on my YouTube channel. But yes, Dustin is going to be teaching on a specific technique called the friend-enemy technique in Vedic astrology. It'll help you to see your chart in new ways as well. And so join us. You've got just days left to choose your tuition rate as low as just $5 a class at synchronicityuniversity.com. Links are in the description below. And as I mentioned earlier, Stephen Forrest's download of his previous talk, on grace and debility is still available for download at synchronicityuniversity.com for a very limited time. He's been kind enough to allow us to continue to sell that for just a few more weeks. So I hope you'll download that because really he's like living legend. One of the biggest astrologers on the planet is Stephen Forrest. And he's so insightful, so knowledgeable, so loving. This really is a wonderful talk. And when you purchase the talk, you also get the watch party as well that I hosted. And you get it in video and audio format, his original talk as well. So you get so much for purchasing that class now. Links are in the description below. And thank you. Thank you so much for this moment. Thank you for your trust. Thank you for your love. I'm so incredibly grateful for it. Uh, I love our connection. 
I'm in Rio for just a couple more weeks and then I'll go home and I'll be with my parents for a couple of months at least. Uh, December, I am planning to, I am intent to uh, be in Puerto Rico in December later this year. So I know I've got quite a few friends and fans out there uh, in Puerto Rico. It'd be lovely to meet you and hug you in person. So just uh, keep that in mind. And as we move closer, you can reach out using the contact form on my website. If you happen to be in Rio right now, you can do that as well. Uh, I love meeting friends and fans on the road. And thank you again. Thank you for watching. It'll be a great week. Enjoy. Welcome to the exciting rebirth of Superstar featuring choose your membership rate as low as just $3 a month. At Superstar, you get expanded exclusive video scopes each and every week, unlimited access to special horoscopes, class passes for Synchronicity University, consultations with me, and so much more. All of this in the Superstar space. I look forward to meeting you there.